Another day and another talented young player that is available for trade in the NHL. Here's why I think this guy makes less sense than the last guy we talked about. We're talking Capo Caco coming up here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Be sure to check us out on our Locked On Sabres text line. Check it out. Become a sortie today. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Sabres where you can always get involved with the show and always uh, interact directly with me during Sabre games, get news updates, and when guys become available for trade, we toss that around as well. That's what we're doing a little bit of today, both in the text line and on the show. Yesterday's show, we talked lots about David Juracek, top prospect of the Columbus Blue Jackets, sixth overall pick in the 2022 NHL draft. I argued why it's it's a totally reasonable and logical idea for the Sabres in terms of their build, what their prospect depth is, and how Juracek is currently unhappy with the situation in Columbus. Today's episode revolves around another high draft pick, young player, that I think makes less sense in a big way than Juracek did for the Sabres, but still worth talking about, in my opinion, and that is Capo Caco of the New York Rangers. LOL at all those Ranger fans, by the way, that, yes, I did it. I'm that guy today. I went back and found old Ranger fan tweets from 2021 of all these Ranger fans, dozens of them, saying that, oh, you can't trade Capo Caco for Jack Eichel. That's a complete untouchable. No chance. There were people that said they wouldn't trade Kako for Eichel with Eichel at half-retained salary, $5 million a year. That's where they were at with that guy, let alone other prospects that were untouchable. How far we've come to where now Kako's being shopped by Rangers general manager Chris Drury. I'll explain why he's available, what the Rangers are looking for, what you're getting out of the player, and why I don't think it makes a lot of sense for the Sabres. I just... It's, I have a hard time finding a trade hypothetical that makes sense for the Sabres, but we'll try. Also, some news later on that uh, I'm wearing this hat on purpose if you're watching on our YouTube channel. If you're not watching our YouTube channel, by the way, you can check us out. Just go to YouTube, search Locked on Sabres in the search bar. You can like and subscribe us there, and you can watch along. And you can see what hat I'm wearing. That definitely gives away uh, what we'll be talking about in the third segment of today's show. But let's start right out of the gates. Uh, before actually we get to Kako. Today, Wednesday night, the last day that the NHL is in action before the All-Star game on Saturday. Three games, one in the Eastern Conference. The Red Wings are in action. They are hosting the Ottawa Senators. They are a slight favorite in this game. And the Red Wings are nine points up on the Sabres for that second wildcard spot in the East. If they win against Ottawa, 
Buffalo goes 11 points down before they'll play their next game on Tuesday against the Dallas Stars. 11 points down into the All-Star game and then out of the break is very, very depressing. But it's not much different than nine, I guess. But if you're still trying to stay focused on any possibility, the Sabres can even get in the race and make game interesting, the season interesting, you were rooting for Ottawa uh, in this game. And by the way, Detroit, I still, I had one of my texters yesterday when we did our mailbag show ask, man, really not looking good for that Red Wings prediction, huh? And my Red Wings prediction was they're not going to be that good. They're going to be behind both Buffalo and Ottawa in terms of their build. I did a show in the summer on this podcast that was labeled Red Wings build far behind the Sabres. And at the time, I believed that. It's not true. They've leapfrogged the Sabres. They've leapfrogged the Senators. They've stayed above Montreal. They're flirting with catching Tampa. I still don't think they're that great a team. I think they're getting a little bit lucky. The betting odds, by the way, kind of imply that. Detroit is at home tonight against Ottawa, who is dead last in the division. And Detroit's, again, the smallest favorite possible. They're minus 115 on the money line. Ottawa's minus 105 on the money line. It's a negligible difference between the two is what the betters are telling you. And that's what I think. I don't think Detroit is that different from Ottawa or Buffalo. I just think they're catching some breaks that the Sabres aren't, that the Ottawa's not. They're scoring some power play goals. Um, they're getting some lucky goaltending, I think, from guys that you can't really trust to do that all season. So I'll stay a Detroit doubter. That's fine. They're probably going to make the playoffs, but still not impressed. Let's get to Capo Caco. The Rangers are trying to push ahead and kind of maximize this current window. We talk about windows a lot in football, opening and closing. Hockey, we don't do it as much. But if there's a team to talk that way about right now, it probably is the New York Rangers. They are currently in first place in the Metropolitan Division, but they've kind of lost their grip a little bit on the lead. They were at one point, like six, seven points up on the rest of the division. That lead is down to two because they have lost six of their last 10. Um, and what that has led to, well, before I get to what that has led to, why did I mention the idea that the window is closing? They have so many important veteran players that are in their 30s that you don't know how much longer you're going to get this out of those guys. If you look at... The top four scorers for the Rangers this year, 32 years old, 30 years old, 30 years old, 32 years old. Panarin, Pro Trocek, Zabanajad, Kreider. And Kreider and Panarin, who have been their two most trustworthy scorers for the long term here, are the guys that are 32. And looking at their cap structure, I mean, they're not really in trouble there. Panarin's got three years left on his deal. Kreider has got five or four years left on his deal. Sabanajad just got into a long-term extension. So they're going to be hurting down the road with contracts. But for now, they're good. But they got to go all in right now because of the age of their core. Jacob Truba, probably worth mentioning here too, at 29 years old. He's got three years left on his deal. So... The Rangers want to win, and the Rangers want to win right now. And the Rangers are willing to eat some, to take some cap space, um, or are willing to take on a big contract. They got to move some money around to be able to do that. They might have to send back a bad contract or two, but that's what they want to do. And 
the name that's being mentioned that is being reported by multiple of the top NHL insiders, including Chris Johnston, Elliot Friedman, and many others, is Capo Caco, the second overall pick for the Rangers of the 2019 NHL draft. In 267 games over five years, Kako has 49 goals, 104 points. Last year was his best year at 18 goals and 40 points. Year four of a second overall pick, 18 goals, 40 points. Not all that impressive. And this year, it's not going well in 28 games played, five goals, one lowly assist for Capo Caco. So the offensive ability has not shown up for Caco in his NHL career. It's why I laugh at all the Rangers fans that thought he was untouchable. He was a good prospect. He was drafted that high because of it. This guy was never a great elite level prospect. He was in a draft that was kind of a down year. So Caco, all right, he's available. And the Rangers want a player that's going to help them right away. I just don't know why it fits for the Sabres. The deal might not fit. I think they might like the player. Here's my sales pitch to the Sabres for getting the player. Okay, sure. Has not lived up to expectations in terms of the money or in terms of the draft status. But what you're getting is actually a really good two-way player. And... In terms of the advanced numbers, Jay Fresh Hockey had this. He's an 81st percentile forward for his defensive play. He's very strong in his own end. So that's an element the Sabres don't have a lot of. Like, really, look at who plays on their penalty kill. It's veteran guys like Jurgensen's and Oposo. It's Tuck, who is, I think, very good at it. And then it's like Zach Benson. Zach Benson at 18 is already getting penalty kill minutes. He's already getting a lot of defensive zone starts. So what Kako might do for the Sabres is at 22 years old, hey, we're not going to ask you to come in and be a top six player. We're not going to ask you to come in and be a 30-goal scorer. We might still hold out a little bit of hope that Don Granado can somehow pull that out of you because you were drafted that high. But if you just become really good third line possession guy, 15 to 19 goals a year, and you're going to be a really good defensive forward at the wing. All right, good with that. So I don't think he's a bad player. He's just not worth what they drafted, right? He's not, he's a bust. You could say it. He's a bust. He could still be a good player, but he's a bust. He's not, he's not second overall good, but he is someone that I think could help the Sabres. This is where, though, I hit my roadblock. I can't find a deal that makes any sense for what the Rangers want and for what the Sabres would be willing to give up and what it would make sense to give up. I will try my best, though, when we come back. Potential deals that might make sense for the Sabres to bring in Kako. I have two types of ideas. One that I think a Ranger fan would laugh at and sneeze at, and another that I think Sabre fans would laugh at and sneeze at. So I'm going to try my best when we come back here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. We are presented here on the show by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports as an escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's talk for a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, 
Pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right in the middle of one of the worst flu seasons in over a decade. That is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than a significant other or one of your kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from having life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll all be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case, a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, um, skin infections, among plenty others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com. Complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com. Use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order at jacemedical.com. This episode of Locked On Sabres is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday, all about scoring the best seat on the couch, getting ready for all those dips, all those snacks. Come play some super bets as well. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers, Join today, you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Reminder, if you are looking for your football fix or there's a lot going on with this NBA MVP race right now. Joel Embiid's out here ducking Nikola Jokic, and I think that should eliminate him from contention. Stuff like that on Lockdown Sports Today, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. All our local experts of Lockdown plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, I'm going to do my best to find a hypothetical trade for Kako Kako. Kapo Kako. The um, one idea that one of my buddies sent me on our text line was, I think joking. I'm not, you never know, though. Some Saber fans might believe that this is real. I think my buddy was joking, but I'm not sure if others would be. Uh, he texted me. For Kako, Olison and Tyson Jost. I think putting Tyson Jost in the trade makes it so that it's kind of a joke. Uh, Olison, not worthy of being traded anymore, right? I think he makes sense for the Rangers and has for time, but he's not getting you Kapo Kako. Uh, I look down the Sabres depth chart and think, okay, what do the Rangers want? Well, the report is that Drury is using Kako to get a big piece, to improve the roster right now. So he wants a better player than Capo Caco. He doesn't want to do two players for Caco. And that's why I think it's hard to find a Sabre trade. Because the trade the Sabres need to make is they're giving two pieces for the best player in the trade. The Rangers are looking to use Caco, maybe pair him with something else, and them get the best player in the trade. So you got to maybe try to find a hockey trade. And a name I thought of that I don't really think would get your hands on him, but if you paired him with a second round pick or a B level prospect, 
how interested in Kyle Okposo would the New York Rangers be? Again, like, that sounds nuts, like how valuable is Kyle Okposo? But I'm trying here. Okposo is kind of on the same goal pace that Kaka was on last year with nine goals on the season. He's a veteran player. He might be thought of as a, a kind of fitting the timeline for the Rangers. Um, they, if they'd be getting a pick on top of it, that they could then spin for something else to use at the deadline. They could look at it as, well, we're getting something else to use to get another good player. And we're going to get Kyle Poso, who, again, reliable veteran player. He's scoring some goals this year. And if we put him on a good line, maybe he'll score even more. I, I don't know. Throw him Zemgis, too, if you want, on top of that. The only trade I could think of for Kako, and this is why, to me, it's not a great discussion, because I don't think Poso gets the deal done. Right? No way. And I don't think Gergensen gets the deal done. I don't think Eric Johnson gets the deal done. Who would the Sabres be willing to part with? The guy I thought of that I think Sabre fans are going to hate the idea of, but if they ever made a trade like this with the Rangers, I think this is the guy that it would be. It would be Casey Middlestat. It would be Casey Middlestat. You're not, you don't love it. I know. I don't love it either. But we have to face reality. The reality is we don't know if the Sabres are going to pay this guy. The Sabres, to this point, to trust Lance Lysowski's reporting and Middlestat's words because he said it, the Sabres have not approached him about a contract yet. He's a restricted free agent at the end of the year, and they're not trying right now to make get that deal done. And why is that? You know, you could argue one way or the other whether that's smart. I think you either sign him or you pair him with other pieces to get a better player than Middlestat. But does Kevin Adams feel like he could pull that trade off? And if he doesn't, then what do you do? If they don't want to pay him and Adams doesn't feel confident enough to pull off a trade like that, well, then what's your alternative? Your alternative is making a trade like this, where you trade Middlestat to the New York Rangers, which is exactly what they're looking for. They are looking for an upgrade. They are looking for a center. Well, really, Middlestat can play center and wing, versatile player, playmaker, can play on the power play, kind of an all-situations player at this point, just a damn good hockey player the leading scorer for the Sabres right now. that That's the guy the Rangers would want. And the Sabres getting Kako back, I mean, at the very least, it's not a prospect in a pick. So maybe you go Kako in a pick. Kako in, can I get a first? Is that crazy? Would it be Kako in a second? Maybe that's more realistic. Again, I don't like this trade idea. But I think it's the best I could do to make it work for both sides where it kind of sounds realistic. So. That's the deal. The problem there is you do have to trade. You have to pay Kako. I don't think you have to pay him as much as you're paying Middlestat. Middlestat, if he signs this offseason, we're talking like six million bucks off the year, two years that he's had versus Kako. Like, I don't know. What's Kako getting? Three million bucks that you're cutting it in half. I don't know why the Sabres would care about that. But if they're building out their long term cap structure, I guess that would be valuable to them. This is what I mean, though. Send me one that makes more sense than that. I have a tough time doing it. Um, I, in part because, you know, you can tell me all you want until you're blue in the face. We'll trade trade uh, Anton Wahlberg in a second-round pick and go get him. Trade Olsen in a second-round pick and go get Capo Caco. I just don't think the Rangers are listening to that. What about Peyton Krebs straight up? Like, is that why? But why are you doing that in the first place? Like, I don't know. I just don't know what 
what works in this situation. And it's why I don't love the idea compared to David Juracek, who I talked about on the last show. So let me know what you think about the Kako idea. Is it dumb completely? Is there a, is there a wiggle room here that I'm missing? Let me know what you think about the, uh, the youngster for the Rangers that's available for trade. All right, we'll wrap things up when we come back. I'm wearing this hat, my USA hockey hat, because you heard some good news today about some up, some potentially upcoming news about international hockey. Coming up here in the Locked On Sabres podcast, we are brought to you by Factor. Get started on your resolutions with Factor. So you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores. Skip the prep work. Skip cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options for keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, or more. I'm doing something called Whole30 right now. And today I made bacon cheeseburger soup that fits under the, the program that I'm doing. And it tasted great. It was awesome. Guess what? It took me like two hours to make. I'm not a great cook, so it takes longer for me to probably to do that than others, but it took me two hours. This would be so much easier. It just arrives right at my doorstep, and I have it ready in a couple of minutes. Forget the frantic lunch preps, the rush dinners. Factors two-minute meals are your secret weapon for the new year. Skip the overpriced takeout trap. Factors a cheaper option than takeout. Get chef-crafted restaurant-quality meals delivered right to your door. They're ready to eat and, and uh, heat and eat in just two minutes, which means more time for you. Head to factormeals.com slash locked on NHL 50. Use the code locked on NHL 50, same code word, same site, to get 50% off. That's code locked on NHL 50 at factormeals.com slash locked on NHL 50 to get 50% off today. Final segment here in the Locked On Sabres podcast. If you know me, you know I love international hockey and it makes me sick that. Batman and Daly have let it go this long without a legit best-on-best international hockey tournament. I will take any blurb and run with it in terms of having optimism that they're going to get back to having real good international hockey. And we got a little bit of that today. Chris Johnston of TS- on TSN's Insider Trading said, quote, chance that we hear some kind of announcement during the All-Star Weekend, it's where they like to make announcements, NHL working with IIHF, four-team tournament in the next two years, full-on World Cup in 2028, still a work in progress, and working towards sending NHL players to the Winter Olympics in a couple of years. All this is good news. I'll believe it when I see it, because Bettman has gone this long without doing it, but... I am optimistic. They've got to know that this is how you grow the game. If they truly care about growing the game, international hockey is the way to do it. That's how soccer does it with the FIFA World Cup. Hockey should do it with their own World Cup and the Olympics. They should do both so that we get a a legit top-level tournament every two years. The World Cup every four years, and then on the offsetting two years, you get the Olympics every two years, every four years. That's what they need to do. That's what I hope they do. I'm not really all that excited for this four-team idea. I mean, I don't know what you're doing there. You're just wasting time, or you're you're doing a, a watered-down version of it for what reason? Because you want to make sure it's going to work? Like, what, what more evidence than you need than the World Juniors, where hockey fans all over the globe get pumped up for that just because of the flag on the uniform? That's the biggest reason for it. 
So I don't know what they're really waiting on. They've seen the Olympics work. They've seen their own World Cups work to different degrees. Late 90s, early 2000s, maybe a little bit better than the one they had in 2016. And let's go. Come on. Get Team USA out there. I guess, although I wish it was a full field, I'll take the four teams, which will probably be, and this would be what, two years? Um, or actually maybe next year. Uh, those details, again, are not really out yet you're giving me USA versus Canada. And right now that's what I care the most about. So whatever, if I get you, the Russia factor is another reason why, by the way, they might be slow playing this with a 14 tournament because Batman and the NHL, they just, they don't know what to do. They can't comprehend the, the, what the problems or solutions that would be needed for whether Russia should be in the tournament or not because of all that's happening there. So 14 tournament safe and protected, right? Cause you just go USA, Canada, Sweden, and Finland. That's it. Simple. Pretty, pretty quick, quick and easy. And you get USA versus Canada. And the thing I want to see most right now in international hockey is an opportunity for USA hockey to prove that they have the talent level to finally be on par with Canada. I've said for a couple of years now that I think the U.S. roster is better than the Canadian roster. It's arguable, but that's the point, that it's even debatable. At this point, the U.S. has far better goaltending. They have a far better blue line. They have finally caught up on centermen when it comes to Austin Matthews, Jack Eichel. I don't know if you want to throw Tage Thompson in there anymore. I was doing that last year. Jack Hughes is really the other guy. One, two, three. Dylan Larkin. Tage has got to get going if he's going to be a part of that conversation again. They've got the centermen to compete with Canada. Not better than Canada's centermen. Canada's got McDavid. They're better. But it's close enough now to where the U.S. is starting to make up for it at the other positions. So let me see that. All I want to do is get, see that in practice. Let me see some confirmation that U.S. is actually on par with Canada. But we haven't been able to see it, and maybe we'll get to see it next year, and then we'll get to see it in bigger tournaments in the next couple of years after that. All-Star Weekend, they'll be talking throughout the week, Batman and others. So hopefully we get something. Uh, I'm sure the commissioner will at least speak on it, even if there's not a formal announcement. We'll see what we get. But uh, Johnson's right. The NHL does love to drop announcements with, with all their sponsors around, with all the owners, all the stars of the league around, everybody coming together. It is the when they like to make announcements like that. So I hope we get something this weekend. All right, that's it for me today here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Enjoy your hockey tonight between Ottawa and uh, Detroit. And if you want it later too, Kings, Predators, and Sharks, Ducks. Sharks, Ducks, maybe not that one. Uh, that one's 10.30 start anyway. So enjoy the last couple of hockey games before we get a couple of off days. Then we get to the players that aren't really trying. Skills competition, though, is always fun. We'll talk more about that coming up on the next show here in the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Reach out. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Lockdown Sabres. Sign up for our group chat today. And if you want to check out Lockdown Sports today for all your other sports needs, go to YouTube. Just type in Lockdown Sports today, or you can see the redirect at the end of the show, and they'll send you right over there. 24-7 streaming channel, the first of its kind on YouTube. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time here on the Lockdown Sabres Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.